0: Day 167 of 365, The Bible Challenge with Abbey Joy. Psalm 74, verses 10 to 17. How long, O God, will you allow our enemies to insult you? Will you let them dishonour your name forever? Why do you hold back your strong right hand? Unleash your powerful fist and destroy them. You, O oh God, and my king from ages past, bringing salvation to the earth. You split the sea by your strength and smashed the heads of the sea monsters. You crushed the heads of the Levithian, and let the desert animals eat him. You caused the springs and streams to gush forth and you dried up rivers that never run dry. Both day and night belong to you. You made the starlight and the sun. You set the boundaries of the earth and you made both summer and winter. See how these enemies insult you, Lord? A foolish nation has dishonoured your name. Don't let these wild beasts destroy your turtle doves. Don't forget your suffering people forever. Remember your covenant promises, for the land is full of darkness and violence. Don't let the downtrodden be humiliated again. Instead, let the poor and needy praise your name. Arise, O God, and defend your cause. Remember how these fools insult you all day long. Don't overlook what your enemies have said or their growing uproar. Acts chapter 10, verse 23 to chapter 11 verse 18 So Peter invited the men to stay for the night the next day he went with them accompanied by some brothers some of the brothers from Joppa they arrived in Caesarea the following day Cornelius was waiting for them and he called together his relatives and close friends as Peter entered his home Cornelius fell at his feet and worshiped him But Peter pulled him up and said, stand up, I'm a human being just like you. So they talked together and went inside, where many others were assembled. Peter told them, you know it's against our laws for a Jewish man to enter a Gentile home like this or to associate with you. But God has shown me that I should no longer think of anyone as impure or unclean. So I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. Now tell me why you sent for me. "'Cornelius replied, Four days ago I was praying in my house "'about the same time, three o'clock in the afternoon. "'Suddenly a man in dazzling clothes was standing in front of me. "'He told me, "'Cornelius, your prayer has been heard "'and your gifts to the poor have been noticed by God. "'Now send messengers to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. "'He is staying in the home of Simon, a tanner, who lives near the seashore. "'So I sent for you at once.' And it was good of you to come. Now we are all here waiting before God to hear the message the Lord has given you. Then Peter replied, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. In every nation he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. This is the message of the good news for the people of Israel, that there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what happened through Judea, throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after John began preaching his message of baptism. And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we apostles are witnesses of all he did throughout Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a cross, but God raised him to life on the third day. Then God allowed him to appear, not to the general public, but to us whom God had chosen in advance to be his witnesses. We were those who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he ordered us to preach everywhere and to testify that Jesus is the one appointed by God to be the judge of all, the living and the dead. He is the one all the prophets testified about, saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. Even, Peter, even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on Gentiles too. For they heard them speaking in other languages and praising God. Then Peter asked, Can anyone object to their being baptized now that they have received the Holy Spirit just as we did? So he gave orders for them to be baptised in the name of Jesus Christ. Afterward, Cornelius asked him to stay with them for several days. Soon, the news reached the apostles and other believers in Judea that the Gentiles had received the word of God. But when Peter arrived back in Jerusalem, the Jewish believers criticised him. You entered the home of the Gentiles and even ate with them, they said. Then Peter told them exactly what had happened. I was in the town of Joppa, he said, and while I was praying, I went into a trance and saw a vision. Something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners from the sky, and it came right down to me. When I looked inside the sheet, I saw all sorts of tame and wild animals, reptiles and birds, and I heard a voice say, get up Peter, kill and eat them. No, Lord, I replied, I have never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure or or unclean. But the voice from heaven spoke again, Do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. This happened three times before the sheet and and all it contained was pulled back up to heaven. Just then, three men who had been sent from Caesarea arrived at the house where we were staying. The Holy Spirit told me to go with them and not to worry that they were Gentiles. These six brothers here accompanied me and we soon entered the home of the man who had sent for us. He told us how an angel had appeared to him in his home and had told him, send messengers to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He will tell you how you and everyone in your household can be saved. As I began to speak, Peter continued, the Holy Spirit fell on them just as he fell on us at the beginning. Then I thought of the Lord's words when he said, John baptised with water, but you will baptise with the Holy Spirit. And since God gave these Gentiles the same gift he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to stand in God's way? When the others heard this, they stopped objecting and began praising God. They said, we can see that God has also given the Gentiles the privilege of repenting of their sins and receiving eternal life. 1 Kings chapter 1 verse 1 to chapter 2 verse 12. David was now very old and no matter how many blankets covered him he could not keep warm. So his advisers told him, let us find a young virgin to wait on you and look after you my lord. She will lie in your arms and keep you warm. So they searched throughout the land of Israel for a beautiful girl and they found Abishag, from Shonem, and brought her to the king. The girl was very beautiful and she looked after the king and took care of him, but the king had no sexual relations with her. About that time, David's son, Adonijah, whose mother was Haggith, began boasting, I will make myself king. So he provided himself with chariots and charioteers and recruited 50 men to run in front of him. Now his father, King David, had never disciplined him at any time, even by asking, Why are you doing that? Adonijah had been born next after Absalom, and he was very handsome. Adonijah took Joab, son of Zariah, and Abiathar, the priest, into his confidence, and they agreed to help him become king. But Zedok, the priest, Benaniah, son of Jehodiah, Nathan, the prophet, Shimei, Re, and David's personal bodyguard refused to support Adonijah. Adonijah went to the stone of Zoheleth, near the spring of En-Rogel, where he sacrificed sheep, cattle, and fattened calves. He invited all his brothers, the other sons of King David, and all the, royals, all the royal officials of Judah. But he did not invite Nathan the prophet, or Benaniah, or the king's bodyguard, or his brother Solomon. Then Nathan went to Bathsheba, Solomon's mother, and asked her, Haven't you heard that Haggith's son, Adonijah, has made himself king, and our Lord David doesn't even know about it? If you want to save your own life and the life of your son Solomon, follow my advice. Go at once to King David and say to him, My lord, the king... Didn't you make a vow and say to me, Your son Solomon will surely be the next king and will sit on my throne? Why then has Adonijah become king? And while you are still talking with him, I will come and confirm everything you have said. So Bathsheba went into the king's bedroom. He was very old now, and Abishag was taking care of him. Bathsheba bowed low before the king. What can I do for you? he asked her. She replied, My lord, you made a vow before the Lord your God when you said to me, Your son Solomon will surely be the next king and will sit on my throne. But instead, Adonijah has made himself king, and my lord the king does not even know about it. He has sacrificed many cattle, fattened calves and sheep, and he has invited all the king's sons to attend the celebration. He also invited Abiathar the priest and Joab the commander of the army but he did not invite your servant solomon and now my lord the king all israel is waiting for you to announce who will become king after you if you do not act my son solomon and i will be treated as criminals as soon as my lord the king has died while she was still speaking the king with the, while she was still speaking with the king nathan the prophet arrived the king's officials told him Nathan the prophet is here to see you. Nathan went in and bowed before the king with his face to the ground. Nathan asked, My lord the king, have you decided that Adonijah will be the next king and that he will sit on your throne? Today he has sacrificed many cattle, fattened calves and sheep, and has invited all the king's son to, sons to attend the celebration. He also invited the commanders of the army and Abiathar the priest. They are feasting and drinking with him and shouting, Long live King Adonijah! But he did not invite me, or Zadok, the priest, or Benaniah, or your servant Solomon. Has my lord, the king, really done this without letting any of his officials know who should be the next king? King David responded, Call Bathsheba! So she came back in and stood before the king. And the king repeated his vow, surely as the Lord lives, who has rescued me from every danger, your son Solomon will be the next king, and will sit on my throne this very day, just as I vowed to you before the Lord, the God of Israel. Then Bathsheba bowed low, down with her face to the ground before the king, and exclaimed, May my lord King David live forever. Then King David ordered, Call Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, And Benaniah, son of Jehoiada. When they came into the king's presence, the king said to them, Take Solomon and my officials down to Gihon Spring. Solomon is to ride on my own mule. There Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet are to anoint him king over Israel. Blow the ram's horn and shout, Long live King Solomon. Then escort him back here and he will sit on my throne. He will succeed me as king, for I have appointed him to be ruler over Israel and Judah. Amen, Benaniah, son of Jehoiada, replied. May the Lord, the God of my lord, the king, decree that it happen. And may the Lord be with Solomon as he has been with you, my lord, the king. And may he make Solomon's reign even greater than yours. So Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, Benaniah, son of Jehoiada, and the king's bodyguard, took Solomon down to Gihon Spring, with Solomon riding on the king, on king David's own mule. There, Zadok the priest took the flask of olive oil from the sacred tent and anointed Solomon with the oil. Then they sounded the ram's horn, and all the people shouted, Long live King Solomon! And all the people followed Solomon into Jerusalem, playing flutes and shouting for joy. The celebration was so joyous and noisy, that the earth shook with the sound. Adonijah and his guests heard the celebration and shouting, just as they were finishing their banquet. When Joab heard the sounds of the ram's horn, he said, he asked, What's going on? Why is the city in such an uproar? While he was still speaking, Jonathan, son of Abiathar the priest, arrived. Come in, Adonijah said to him, for you are a good man, you must have good news. Not at all, Jonathan replied. Our lord, King David, has just declared Solomon king. The king sent him down to Gihon Spring with Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, and Benaniah, son of Jehoiada, protected by the king's bodyguard. They had him ride on the king's own mule, and Zadok and Nathan have anointed him at Gihon Spring as the new king. They have just returned, and the whole city is celebrating and rejoicing. That's what all the noise is about. What's more Solomon is now sitting on the royal throne as king and all the royal officials have gone to King David and congratulated him saying may your God make Solomon's fame even greater than your own and may Solomon's reign be even greater than yours. Then the king bowed his head in worship as he lay in his bed and he said praise the Lord the God of Israel who today has chosen a successor to sit on my throne while I am still alive to see it. Then all of Adonijah's guests jumped up in panic from the banquet table and quickly scattered. Adonijah was afraid of Solomon, so he rushed to the sacred tent and grabbed onto the horns of the altar. Word soon reached Solomon that Adonijah had seized the horns of the altar in fear and that he was pleading, Let King Solomon swear today that he will not kill me. Solomon replied, if he proves himself to be loyal, not a hair on his head will be touched, but if he makes trouble, he will die. So King Solomon summoned Adonijah and they brought him down from the altar. He came and bowed respectfully before King Solomon, who dismissed him, saying, "Go on home." as the time of King David's death approached, He gave this charge to his son Solomon, "I am going where everyone on earth must go some day." Take courage and be a man. Observe the requirements of the Lord your God and follow all his ways. Keep the decrees, commands, regulations and laws written in the law of Moses so that you will be successful in all you do and wherever you go. If you do this, then the Lord will keep the promise he made to me. He told me, If your descendants live as they should and follow me faithfully with all their heart and soul, one of them will always sit on the throne of Israel. And there is something else. You know what Joab, son of Zariah, did to me when he murdered my two army commanders, Abner, son of Ner, and Amasa, son of Jetha. He pretended it was an act of war, but it was done in a time of peace, staining his belt and sandals with innocent blood. Do with him what you think best, but don't let him grow old and go to his grave in peace. Be kind to the sons of Barzillai of Gilead; make them permanent guests at your table, for they took care of me when I fled from your brother Absalom. And remember Shimei, son of Jira, the man from Baru, Bahurim in Benjamin. He cursed me with a terrible curse, as I was fleeing to Mahanaim. When he came down to meet at the Jordan, meet me at the Jordan River. I swore by the Lord that I would not kill him. But that oath does not make him innocent. You are a wise man and you will know how to arrange a bloody death for him. Then David died and was buried with his ancestors in the city of David. David had reigned over Israel for 40 years, seven of them in Hebron and 33 in Jerusalem. Solomon became king and sat on the throne of David his father and his kingdom was firmly established.